0: E-S-N-Y. New episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Mac Astillo here with Jip Murphy and Danny Small. And guys, here we are again. You know, once uh, the Knicks make a decision, they've made some, you know, PR moves. They're talking about adding Leon Rose. We talked about a little bit in our last episode, but they bring in Steve Stout, the guy that's supposed to be in charge of the PR department. Going to give the Knicks a new image, right? Everything's going to be good. The Knicks got to fix that. It's. They have a bad perception around the league is all we hear about. So the next thing, they did something smart. They bring in a guy to give them better PR, make them look good, make them look more attractive to other people around the league. And just, I don't know, like a week into it, we already became a circus again with that. Um, Many of you guys have probably have seen the interview with Stout on ESPN First Take. I'm going to be honest, I've seen just a few minutes of it. I've seen little parts here and there, and then what I heard just already pissed me off. Uh, so I don't have a whole lot of things to say, or at least nice things to say, because it, it's just a circus, and it, it continues. No matter what this team tries to do, it always seems to backfire. Again, does it make sense? Yeah, the Knicks have a little bit of an image problem. Every every player talks about, ah, well, nobody wants to play for the Knicks, so they try to do something to make them look more appealing, you know, do different things. I understand it, but it already looks like it. it's backfired with, with Stout's comments that he's made and really made himself look like a complete moron on ESPN first take, especially with the whole we're going to fire Miller, get a real coach type made on. I know that's not exactly his words, but that's right there. That's basically what he was saying uh, was a just a real head scratcher, not a good look, his first opportunity to – Put a positive light on the Knicks. He kind of dropped the ball here, in my opinion. Chip, I'm going to get your opinion. Listening to Stout on ESPN first take. What were your thoughts on the comments that he made? And are you in agreement with me that he made a mess of himself?
1: Yeah, it was a disaster. Uh, he shouldn't have been on TV in the first place. That was my first reaction. What's this guy doing on there? Because I saw the stills that people were posting on posting on Twitter. Of him just sweating profusely, and him uh, he kept having to like sip his water. And I don't know who the host was. It was uh, someone filling in for uh, Molly. I don't know who she was. Do you know, Danny?
2: Uh, what's it? Ros Gold. Something I forget. Her oh last yeah, name. I don't. Yeah, uh, she used to be on TNT broadcast. Uh, Rosalind. Oh, oh something.
1: is that who was? The- the sideline reporter?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: oh, okay. Oh, uh, mean...
2: yeah. Uh, Roz Gold on Wu I'm probably oh, mispronouncing okay. that. Uh, yeah. Apologies. Okay.
1: I didn't, but she asked him a question at one point, and he just, not to be disrespectful or anything, he just completely ignored it and, like, moved on and addressed Max. I don't think, he wasn't being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that he could handle talking to, like, the two of them at once. He just wasn't experienced in that kind of thing and i didn't want to judge him for that because i don't know how to be on national tv at all but it's like what the fuck is this guy doing on tv representing the knicks there's there's just no point in him being on there and you could you just knew Stephen a smith's like jaws there man he smelt blood in the water you could see his comments when he's like you know that makes you the man you're Dolan's guy. You're the right-hand man. And he, he was just baiting him into those. He was dying for that Drake comment where he's like, where Stout uh, set, compares himself to Drake or whatever. He, that was uh, the highlight of Stephen A. Smith's fucking day. And I, it's just my initial reaction was, why is this guy on, even on TV? I, I, don't, I, I knew the Knicks had hired a rebranding expert. I didn't know him by name. So I didn't know what he was doing out there. People were like, people were posting pictures of when 50 cent, like punked him or something in public. I was like, this is the guy. The Knicks had to rebrand the rebranding expert. It was, it was a total disaster is what it was. And he fired the head coach on TV. <laughs> he, right. he talked about the next head coach, the next coaching staff. This is just, a, he acted like he was going to be making personnel decisions. It was an absolute nightmare, and he never should have been on TV in the first place.
0: And, and, and just to kind of pick up from that, it, it, some might be thinking, well, is Miller actually going to be the coach at the end of the season anyway? Is he really going to be the next hire? Yeah, it's something that we all know. No, he's not going to be the next coach. But you still don't go on national television and make comments about, yep, we're going to find another coach. You don't do that, you know. If, first off, I give Mike Miller a lot of credit because of the way that he handled the situation, handled it with a lot of class. I know Mike Breen was talking about it in the game against uh, the the Wizards, uh, and he certainly handled it the right way. But you don't put a guy that's already in a difficult situation, and you do that. It puts you in even more of a difficult place. It was just, it was idiotic, the dumbest comment. And that's really the first clip that I seen from it. And right then and there, I I was cringing and I had to turn it off. I I, I didn't want to follow it any more than that. And, and, you know, you were alluding to some of the other things that uh, Stout said in this interview. And Danny, now I'm going to flip it over to you and and to talk a little bit more about that. We know what he said about the Mike Miller thing. You know, uh, Chip, you alluded to it with uh, the Drake comments that he made that was just As you mentioned, Stephen A. Smith was like a shark in the water right there, waiting for him to screw up and ready to pounce on exactly what happened with it. But, you know, Danny, from you listening to the interview and covering it as well, uh, what were your thoughts on on Stout's appearance on uh, ESPN First Take?
2: Well, it's funny. Uh, I like the the shark reference. I was thinking of a different one. I was going to say going on First Take is like going into the lion's den. I mean, you know, like, you know, it's – like, you know, those guys are just out for blood when you're when you're there. And, you know, you add in the fact that the Knicks are like a a favorite target of people like Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. And then, you know, I mean, you guys you guys touched on it very well. Uh, just, you know, the fact that he he calls out Miller and, you know, I know he didn't call him out by name, but saying, you know, we need a new coaching staff in here while, you know, I think i I forget the exact timing of it because I don't remember when first take even happens or whatever. But I was at practice that day, and I didn't like you know I'm not looking I'm not sitting there in practice on on Twitter, you know, refreshing every two seconds. I didn't even see it. We're you know, we're asking Mike Miller questions about you know Kevin Knox's shooting struggles and what they're doing against Washington. And you know, we're talking about stuff like that. And then as soon as practice is over, um, you know, I heard somebody mention something about Steve Stout and I was like, what's that? And then, you know, right after media availability, we talked to everyone. Then, you know, I look at my phone, I see all the Steve Stout stuff and I'm like, oh boy, like, got to go, got to go write something about this now. Um, and you know, I think Matt, you, you also, you mentioned it before Miller, you know, I was at the game yesterday. He was asked about it. Obviously he said they had a personal conversation that they were going to keep private. Says, you know, basically, I think the word, the phrase he used was he's at ease. You know, he's comfortable with what he's doing. He's just looking forward to coaching basketball. And I think, you know, everyone knows Mike Miller is most likely not going to be back with the team next year. You have a whole new regime coming in. They're going to want to bring in their own guy. I mean, like we get that. That's that's understandable. Mike Miller is most likely not going to be the head coach next year. But to like put this out there, I mean to put this out there and you know basically so like throw your coach under the bus when you have guys like Jeff Van Gundy who always says he doesn't like to talk about jobs when another guy has it uh Tom Thibodeau who's you know old school in that same way you're they're seeing the this new regime already throw the coach under the bus what are they thinking do you think Jeff Van Gundy's like thinking I should come out of you know my cushy ESPN you know job my uh my post coaching life to go into, you know, into this situation where, you know, they're not even looking out for their, the guy they have there now. It's just, it's a bad look. And obviously the Knicks came out with a statement. Steve Stout came out with a statement and they, they had to walk back that stuff and do a little damage control. And of course this isn't the end of the world. You know, this is a a, a quick news cycle, you know, within a week, people probably won't even remember that this happened but just the fact that this is the marketing guru, you know, this guy self self described, self uh, self self-proc- proclaimed. Can't even speak because I'm just it's just so frustrating <laughs> me. But self proclaimed like brand guru, marketing guru, and the first thing he does in his new job with the Knicks is go on TV and make a complete fool of himself. I mean, it's just a terrible look for him, and by extension, the Knicks. And uh, like, just uh, like, be be smarter. Like, just be be smarter than that. Like, that was this was
1: the last thing the Knicks needed right now. How about when he's talking about Oakley and he says, "I love Oak. Oak is a good friend of mine."
2: Well, I think I think that's. <laughs> I I forget where I heard it, but I think that was like that's part of like one of the things he was saying about like the rebranding. Like he wants to bring Oakley back into the fold or
0: something.
2: Which I'll be honest, that would like if Oakley came back and you know there's a picture of Oakley and Dolan, you know, arm arms around each other, smiling. That would actually be a good you know rebranding effort and a good marketing thing to do. But uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, Steve Stout said that about oh i love oak and i want to bring him back i'm not entirely sure he said that knowing if it could even happen so yeah uh, he i think this guy he might he might be biting off a little bit more than he could chew and not even in the sense that the knicks are unsalvageable or unfixable just in the sense that he thinks he's drake and he's very clearly not
1: and uh,
2: like i don't want to i don't want to ramble too much but that being said like what is the comparison to, like was drake the rebranding expert for the raptors or was he just a fan
1: who i have no you know, idea what he's he just trying was, to say
2: was he just a fan who you know made the raptors like cool it's like oh drake is a raptors fan like that's pretty cool no one's gonna be like oh man steve stout you know that
1: guy is the man you know he's a Knicks yeah. fan like that's does he not- think that yeah. Does he think that Drake convinced Kawhi Leonard to come to the Raptors? Maybe he thinks that. I don't know.
2: <laughs> he, yeah. For for all we know, and based on his one public appearance so far, uh, at least you know in a in a Knicks capacity, for all we know, he might
1: think that's true. Yeah. He he, may, he seems pretty dumb. So.
0: And Danny, I wanted to ask you because you know you you have the opportunity. You're in the locker room after games, and you know you talk to the players as well did the players have anything to say on this, this situation? Would would anybody ask the players what they thought, you know, with, with Stout putting the, you know, putting the coaching staff in a really tough position the players have any comments on this or any thoughts? Not, not much
2: from the players. I mean, they're, I think by the general feeling in the locker room is that they all support Miller. I mean, I I know a couple guys were talking to Taz yesterday in the locker room about Thibodeau um, and he was, you know, if he said before he even mentioned Thibodeau, you know, his old coach, the first thing he would say is, you know, coach Miller's doing a great job. Miller's great. You know, Miller, Miller, Miller. So I think I I don't remember if anyone asked the guy, the players directly. Uh, maybe someone did before the game when I wasn't when I wasn't in there for a few minutes. But uh, but the players generally are all behind Miller. Like They, they all I think for a, mo- a lot of them liked Fizdale, a decent amount of them at least. But. You know, no one's like turning heel on, on Miller here. No one's, no one seems like discontented with him at all. I think, uh, at least like this, this whole melodrama that's going on with Steve Stout. I think the players more or less are kind of just aside from it. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not reading too much into it because again, I mean, the players, they're all smart. They know, you know, well, some of them know they're not going to be back next year. So it, it's, they don't care, but, um, for other ones who are going to be around or could, you know, potentially be around, they, they understand what the position Miller's and they understand what interim, you know, head coaches, they understand what it's like. So the, no one, no, like Steve Stout wasn't necessarily like saying anything that wasn't true when, you know, we need a, 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 good coach and we need a like a coaching staff or whatever. Well, I don't know if he was saying anything necessarily untrue, but you're throwing a guy under the bus, you know, in front of the entire world, which is my big issue with it.
0: You know, and, you know, Chip, you were talking earlier when you were making your point of, of, you know, why is this guy doing national television? And, you know, when you first see him that he's going to be on the show, I didn't have a problem with it because this is what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go on the, you know, in front of the media or on television and, and, you know, that give a positive image on the Knicks. I understand his first time going on first take, you know, like why not talk just to media first or something like that, kind of get settled into it. It seemed this guy is is a little bit full of himself and wanted to go right to the big thing, you know, right where all the eyes were going to be. And seems to be a little full of himself, obviously, that he's there and he's a part of this team and he's going to fix this and that and that. And he just totally bombed it. He totally screwed up. And this is kind of what we talk about all the time here. It's hard to get behind any of the decisions that this organization makes because time and time again, it blows up. It never seems to work out, you know, and and it's every decision they make. And then when you say something negative about it, oh, we got to give this a try. It's kind of almost, why are we even shocked that this happened? This always seems to happen. No matter what decision they try to do, whether if it's the right thing or not, because again, I understand the process of, of what the Knicks are trying to do here and clean up their PR and the, and their image around the league and all that makes sense. But it, it, it's, uh, if this is what this guy is supposed to do and he's done this before, if he's this branding expert right there, what the hell was he doing? What was he thinking? What was he thinking? He did such it was a, it was cringeworthy and it's, something else when you see this you look at the, all the papers you look at all the, the online magazines all that stuff all the talk around the nba and we are getting our asses kicked again again it's just it, it just does not seem to end and even when they try to do the right thing things like this just continue to happen and it's just i don't even know why i'm surprised it did i, I mean I, we, what, what when we announced this a couple of weeks ago two three weeks ago that we're bringing in a a PR to, and first off the media had a blast with that. They were talking about oh, the Knicks have to fix their image. So they're bringing in branding experts here. And then the first opportunity that you have, just keep it simple. Just go on there, give the generic bull crap answers. That's what you got to do. That's what you were supposed to do. And even when they try to press you, cause you know, that's what they're going to do. That's what's, that's how Stephen A Smith and Max Cohen. That's how they make their living is to, ask the hard questions and try to get you to do something stupid, which he did. And I'm not even saying it's Stephen A. Smith's fault or, or Max Kellerman's fault, because it's really not. They're just doing their job. It, it, this one's on Stout. Stout just completely freaking blew it. It's his fault for making the dumbass comments, but the point is just go on there and just keep it generic. You know, he started off when, when Stephen A. was saying to him, you know, you're the guy. You're Dolan's guy and all that. It started off great. You know, is no, I'm just a member of the team, you know, type thing. Just keep things like that. That was fine. I was like, yeah, that's a good answer right there. Just keep it things like that. And then he just got full of himself. Like he was on his high horse. And it just totally, totally just, it's sickening that once again, we make this decision and we're already in hot water because of it. And and where do we go from here? And that's just kind of what, if if you're the Knicks and you're stout, Danny, I'll start with you on this question. What what do you do now? You already caused some turmoil turnoil here with uh, the comments that were made. You put the coaching staff in a tight position. Is there anything that Stout can do to kind of try to fix this? Because people are always going to eat him alive for his first interview on First Take. He's always going to hear about this. But from here, where do you go? What do you do to start doing uh, damage control? I guess
2: for Stout, he's just got to keep his head down, <laughs> not not make any more. Uh more embarrassing appearances on tv but like I don't, to, i'm gonna kind of d- go a little different direction here but to me like the knicks don't even need a, a marketing like guru and a rebranding they're the they're the like the second most valuable professional sports in north america the first in nba like the knicks do very well from a business side Obviously, I mean we the three of us we all you know, we're on Twitter Facebook, whatever we know how passionate the fans are I mean you go to a game in the garden the Knicks could be one in 70, but that place is going to be going nuts in the fourth quarter. If they're, you know, within a shot, I mean the, the whole idea that they needed a rebrand or anything like that to me, just never, never made sense. Cause I don't think they need a rebrand. I think they just need someone who can come in and set up like, you know, a winning culture, sustainable, you know, contender team that can go to the playoffs year in and year out. And then all these stories about, you know, like, LOL, Knicks this, Knicks socket this. All those stories will still be there because the Knicks are the Knicks and people are always going to find a way to try and take them down if they can. But if you're winning, who cares? You know, like if you're winning... The good stories about you know Mitchell Robinson is competing for Defensive Player of the Year. That story is gonna like vastly outweigh you know like some little minor like PR mistake or you know not even PR mistake, but just some little minor thing that the media tries to seize on. That people aren't gonna care about that if the Knicks are you know the, the three seed in the Eastern Conference with a legit shot to go to the finals. I mean, it's just it to me the the whole rebranding thing didn't make sense. It's like just focus. You know, you got, you get Leon Rose. That's okay. We can all say like, we're all open-minded about that, whatever. Like if he brings a winner, that's, that's what you need. Not Steve Stout going on and saying, we need free agents. We need to make New York cool again. That we don't need another guy like that. that we need just, but, you know, this like, that's, that's, and I'm saying we, cause I'm talking about this, like as if I'm James Dolan for this sec- for a second. Cause like I just don't get, I don't get the idea that the the Knicks need a rebranding. They need a they need a winner. <laughs> that they just need wins. That's it.
0: But but when he comes on there and he says all these things, we got to look cool again. We gotta we gotta attract for each. All that's fine, but that's all stuff everybody already freaking knows. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How, how exactly. How the hell do that's- you plan to do all these things? That's what you need to go on there and do. That's what you need to go on there and say is, hey, this is how we're going to establish this culture. This is what we're going to do to re-image this Nick team. We're no longer going to tolerate this, that, this. This is how we're going to do it. There was none of that. All it was was telling us what we've been hearing for 10 years and what every damn Nick fan already knows.
1: No, he said how he's going to do it. He's going to fire
0: the coach. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently so. I mean, Uh... shoot, he went on there and said that. We already knew Mike Miller ain't going to be the coach next year. Everybody knows that. I mean, he literally didn't come up here on that show and tell us anything other than what the hell we already knew. Totally made an ass of himself. How about you go up there and you come up with a plan? Tell us how. Not what we already freaking know. Okay, that, that's the thing that blew my mind as well here. And, you know, it was interesting you brought up. We don't need a branding manager here. And, and again, I understand the idea behind it, whatever. You know, if this guy could help out and actually had a plan. But to me, it doesn't seem like he has a plan. He just thought it was cool because he was on television and wanted to hear himself speak. That's what it came off to me as. And Chip, the XU, you know, is this something that, you know, at this point, the Knicks made this decision? His first opportunity bombed it. You can't fire him, right? You have no choice but to kind of stick with it because then if you fire him, then you're going to get eaten alive for that. Like, boy, the Knicks really don't know what the hell they're doing. They hired this guy. He bombs it, and they already have to fire him. I mean, at this point, you got to give him a, a little bit of a, a leash here to see if he can do something for him, but not much confidence here. But, Chip, I mean, I, I, do you agree with me? Is this something that we have to just stick with for the time being? Now? No, I don't. I think you can fire him.
1: I think you can absolutely fire him. I. He looked like a like a buffoon on TV. I. I don't see why he Dolan would be criticized for just – and it wouldn't even be firing him, really. It'd just be like they could come out and say we've decided to amicably part ways or whatever. I don't know. He, it's not like he works in the front office. It's not like he's the coach. It's not like he's the GM. He's not yeah. a player. He's not being traded. He's, he's a branding consultant, whatever that even is. Do you fire branding consultants? I don't know how that works. Yeah,
2: is he uh, is he salaried or is he uh, yeah is, is, he, is, he is, he a, is he a contractor? Contractor, yeah. what's yeah, what's the deal? Yeah, I think I probably agree with you, Chip. I, I mean, I don't think that I don't think they were gonna do that right after that. I mean, it, maybe it was in the the thought process, but like I don't think it would have been the worst thing in the world if they had fired him. Obviously, you would have yeah. had you know a day of, lol, Knicks, oh, oh you know they've all oh, they fired him, yeah. but you know I mean it's not like. I would have fired. It would be different it would be yeah it would be different if it was Leon Rose so, something fell through with Leon Rose that would be a big deal and people would people would you know i think have some have some reason to to point and laugh at the Knicks but well Steve Stout not if they got rid of him I, I don't think that's that matters
1: people tried to spin it that that's why worldwide west backed out of no, being in the no. he was never be involved in capacity anyway. He was always going to be like an advice. so that's why. But yeah. I think I, I would have fired him anyway. But it's it is what it is now. I, I he, Dolan may still fire him anyway. But I,
0: that's right. I, honestly once I seen that and, and the turmoil that that happened and putting the coaching staff already that they're already in a difficult situation. You know they have to come in. You know especially Mike Miller comes in a, a, a complete mess. You know firing. You know, Fizdale, the firing of one of the assistant coaches, forget his name. Um, But, you know, you got this whole coaching staff now that's wondering if they're going to have a job next season. And it doesn't appear so. And they're already in a real, real tough situation. And to come in and put them in a more difficult place on national television was idiotic. And if Dolan had any idea of what the hell to do to run a successful team, he would have fired them. I think any other owner that knows what the hell they're doing would have said, okay, this guy's gone. He had an opportunity. We brought him in to see what he could do. He he blew. It. You got to let him go. That's that's what I'm saying. Now I don't know if they will. Like I said, you know, you, do they want to deal with the more bad PR of God? Here are the Knicks going again of screwing things up, kind of like what you were talking about, Danny. But with me, once I heard him say those comments, I would have told him he's done right then and there that we decided to part ways. That's hey, it. Could-
2: they could honestly, probably, and maybe they're even thinking about this. I don't know. They could, they could even just let him go, but not say anything or tell anyone. No, like, as, I mean,
0: as background. long as
2: yeah, like, and you know, if, I'm sure he wouldn't want you know, if the Knicks just were like, hey, you know, it's probably not going to work out. Let's just do, let's just go our separate ways. That I'm, and then you know, not say anything to the media. I think that guy stout he probably wouldn't want it, people to know like hey me the best branding guru self-promoter you know the, this guy he wouldn't want people to be like oh yeah by the way i got fired by the knicks like he would probably keep it keep it to himself as well That's true. But again we like we don't know the the ins and outs of you know his you know what was he what was his contract like and all that stuff like we don't we don't know the ins and outs of of all that stuff so it's just it's another instance of uh you know just kind of shooting yourself in the foot for no reason
0: all right so you know i i I think we'll kind of leave it right there uh all-star break coming up here uh one of the guys put you guys kind of on the spot here all-star weekend uh this weekend and start with you chip uh what are you looking forward to most for all-star weekend um i guess i'm looking forward
1: to the dunk i do want to see aaron gordon typically uh I, I don't get too interested in the uh three-point contest uh but i do want to see like Devonte graham i want to see if joe harris can win again uh i, I know I don't know anything about the skills challenge. I couldn't tell you a single thing about that, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't get it, but uh, I think it would be cool if uh, Zach Levine won in Chicago. Uh, but I think Aaron Gordon, it would be great if Aaron Gordon won after he got denied it. But I think I may actually watch the all-star game this year from like start to finish the, I, I never watched the whole thing. It's just, it's the defense is atrocious, but I'm interested to, I guess the mo- thing I'm, most interested in looking forward to is seeing what they do for kobe so i assume there's going to be some thing for kobe and his uh daughter uh that should be cool and uh i assume they'll uh that they'll try harder than usual because the game is for kobe hopefully the game won't be in won't be like 190 to 180 i hope that doesn't happen but uh i don't know i I don't know. I I'll get. I guess I'm looking forward to the All Star game itself for the first time in a while.
0: Danny, same thing to you. What are you looking forward to this weekend?
2: Yeah, I think I'm. <clears throat> I'm a. I'm a Joe Harris guy. I love. I love watching him play. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the three point contest. See if he can. Uh, he can repeat. I. I don't think he will. It's. It's tough to do that because it's really you know. It's, it's, all you need is one guy to get hot, and you know you can lose, which is essentially what happened last year when Joe Harris beat Steph Curry. Um, So you know, I, I do like three-point contests, but I'm kind of in the same boat as Chip. Like All-Star Weekend does it. Like I don't get too crazy excited over any one thing, but I do. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you know RJ Barrett and the the rising stars. I know that's it's, it's it's legitimately just a. Like an exhibition game where no one plays defense or anything like that, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him. And I think he like him. Cam Reddish isn't in it, but he'll be playing with Zion, so I think that's a that's a kind of a cool little storyline there. And then you know, I'm I think I'm I'm also with Chip on the fact that I'll I'll watch the All Star game this year. I'm never really that into it, but this year. I mean even with these stu- new gimmicky stupid rules which I don't I'm not a huge fan of I think it'll still be kind of interesting just to see how it plays out and I do think the the uh the 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 way they do it now with the the draft I think that's a really cool way to to pick the teams and I think you know the all-star game itself still isn't you know the the greatest thing in the world but I think that the uh the picking teams thing is is definitely a uh, a, a step in the right direction for the league
0: yeah I'm just hoping I can make it for it and I'm a guy that again just a fan of it and I and I know the the all-star game actually itself is never the most thrilling thing, but Sunday evening there's usually nothing else on. so Man. I mean I, I usually typically watch it anyway you know the last few minutes can sometimes get a little bit interesting um, but you know i I enjoy Saturday night the most that that's my favorite thing all the competitions you know I like watching um i'm hoping to make it back i actually have to work i have to do a double header on saturday good about an hour and 15 minutes from where i live so i'm hoping i can get back in time to see um a good part of it i should probably miss the skills competition which i'm with you on that chip i who cares um but you know i'm interested to see the three-point shootout and uh the slam dunk contest I, isn't dwight howard doing it again this year yeah <laughs> yeah I, all right. I mean, let's see if he can. Uh, you know, he's having a great year for the Lakers. Let's see if he can turn back the clocks a little bit with uh, with some of the dunks that he had in the dunk contest. See if he can kind of pull it out and uh, he, you know, dunk contest is usually something that always seems to disappoint me. Anyway, the best one was a couple of years ago, as you talked about between uh, Levine and Gordon, and Gordon was absolutely robbed, but that was so fun. Those mm-hmm. two, those guys. Hey, Show. They,
2: they both deserve to win that year right. I think like they, that was that was, so was
0: a little bit better just a little
2: i bit i I, w- I think I would agree with you there, but you know it's just like the two of them did things like we've never seen before, just yeah un unreal but if, I think if anyone is listening and thinking about putting uh, a bet down on the dunk contest, you might I don't know what the odds are, but Dwight Howard might be a good value play. Cause you know, he's going to do something to honor Kobe. And that's true. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but the judges might give him a little extra boost on a dunk where, you know, he's honoring Kobe or something like that. So just, just my two cents on the dunk contest. If you're uh if you're a degenerate gambler out there.
0: yeah, I, I just hope it's, it's not the support. There's been years where it's kind of just totally sucks. So I'm always a little nervous with the dunk contest. Because, honestly, over the last few years, I've been more interested in the three-point shootout, you know, it, especially a couple years ago with the, the guys they had in it was great. Um, you know, I think they could do more with the three-point shootout, to be honest. You know, Dan Patrick uh, was talking about it, where maybe they can match up a player with a former player. You know, I have Damian Lillard partner up with uh, Reggie Miller, and they can have like a combined score and things like that. I thought that was a great idea. I think it would be something unique, something fun. As well to do, I, I know they're adding a, a shot, like a four-point shot or something yeah. like that. I heard they would oh, do. yeah, you know, yeah. Which might be interesting to see. You know, the deep three ball is, is is huge in the game now. So there's some aspects here that I'm excited about. And, of course, R.J. Barrett playing uh, in the world U.S. game, whatever it's called now, the rising star game. Um, hoping that he has a strong performance just to have something positive there. Um and other than that, we'll leave it at that. We'll come back next week, get you ready. Um, for the second half of the season, really. And hopefully it's a lot better than the way they played the last couple of games. In Atlanta pooped the bed and didn't even show up against Washington. So hopefully we have much better efforts than that uh game last because Chip, you tweeted it. It was one of the most painful games I have to watch. It really was. Danny, you were covering it. I'm sure you probably fell asleep. Uh I had, the, I had the
2: Nets-Raptors game on for uh, – <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had my headphones on listening yeah. to the that broadcaster a little bit.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you at all. It was painful to watch. But you know, I hope everybody enjoys the all-star break. We'll be back next week for another episode of the next State of Mind podcast.